Hi, hello, and welcome back to the culture of the day. So, um, today's episode is going to be probably a little bit shorter. Um, well, no, let's just, let me preface by um, thanking everybody who has taken the time and listened to my podcast and like came back with lovely feedback, um, constructive feedback and just, you know, has been there, has reacted from my family to my friends, to my loved ones, like all of you. Um, it means a lot because it's, I mean, the whole theme of that is just me being vulnerable and it has meant, and it still means so much to me that you guys take the time um, give me feedback, listen, and just like, you know, are being so kind about it because it was a very, 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 very stressful experience. So then before going on to today's episode, um, how was your week? Um, I know this is not interactive and you can't really answer right now, but I'd love to hear how was your week? Stressful, not stressful, fun, tiring, exciting, whatever it may be, I'd love to hear it. Um, yeah, pretty much so. And hopefully if it has been a meh week, it can be a bit better by next week. Or maybe it can be a bit better by Saturday morning. Who knows? Both are fine. Um, so today's episode is gonna be shaped around nostalgia and like what I would qualify to be my core classics. Um, and by that, I don't mean like, you know, yesterday was like classics to me, but today is going to be about um, things that have shaped me and that I grew up watching and liking. Now, I won't get into all the Disney classics because we will be there for two hours and counting. Um, but, you know, like those little like, I guess, niche, but not really niche, but like the book part is niche. The rest is like very mainstream but the book part is very niche and um, it, those are like you know like those movies or shows or music or artists that like I listen to them and they will unmistakably like infailliblement I guess is how you say it like every single time will put me in a better mood I will be singing I will be laughing I will be feeling it like even like I think it was Tuesday morning had to go to class was in a rush because this whole week has been wrapped around the themes of rush and not being on time and not being disciplined enough um and just like you know being all over the place but not even in a like unfocused way just in a like oh my god everything is going too fast but I'm also going too slow because I need to go slow but it's also like I'm not aligned with what I need to do and like what needs to be done in like my whole routine. So anyway, I was rushing to class, which may I say that I made it on time. I was, I was like early even because like the door, like the class door wasn't open. So like, let, let's just take a moment for that. Thank you. Thank you. But anyway, and I was on my way there. So I was walking, like speed walking to class, sweating balls per usual because Arland. And um, the song from the artist whom the song from the band whom I will be talking about today came on and I was just like, oh, this is going to be fire. Like, this is going to be a great day. I'm going to be on. Exactly. See, like, mm. 
And it was pretty much like, you know, like just a pimp me up, keep me up, put me up. I don't know how you would say it, but it was, mm-hmm. It was, it was giving what needed to be gave. It gave what needed to be given. And there is an ambulance. Oh no, that's the Garda. Guarda? Guarda. I don't know. That's the police. Anyway, um, so yeah. Um, how would I preface everything that I'm going to be talking about? Um, I'm a very nostalgic person, I guess. Like, I don't know how to say it because I don't want to fall into like, you know, I don't want to self-categorize into anything like, you know, like saying I'm an empath or whatever. Um, I moved my computer closer, but, um, I feel deeply like, I guess that's the best way to capture it. You will catch me crying at high school musical, even though I've watched it 20,000 times in shows I've loved and rewatch will get me crying or being manically excited about them and just talking and rambling about them. I was actually like, so we talked about high fidelity last week, right? And it is no longer on any French attached platform. So like French Prime Video, French Netflix, French Disney Plus, it's not on there. But the movie High Fidelity is on Disney Plus. But anyway, my roommate is Italian, right? And so we were watching High School Musical, the musical, the series. I'm not going to talk about High School Musical, even though it seems to be like everywhere. Um, and so she's typing high, right? H-I. And I see High Fidelity, the show. And I just like... Oh, I don't even know how to explain it. I just burst out and I just started talking. I, I could tell she was a little frightened, but I was just like rambling and like word vomiting because I was like, oh my God, this is the best show. Like, this is great. We need to watch that. Like, I cannot let you leave Ireland or like, you know, leave this roommate situation without having watching the show. It is the best show ever. I was out of air. I had tears in my eyes. Uh, my hands were all over the place. Because I love it so much and, and when I love things and I love deeply, at least I'd argue I love and I feel deeply and and they bring me comfort and I'm very, very attached to them. I don't revisit them as often as, you know, maybe some other people would just because I'm always kind of like all over the place and I have so much things to watch and so much media to consume because we love it and, you know, capitalism, baby, I don't know, the media age, I guess. Um, but... I just, they are so dear to my heart that, like, mm -hmm. but anyway, um, so yeah, um, yeah, like, mainly the, the media or the items presented today have, like, I have a deep attachment to them, or, like, a serious memory attached to it, to them, and it's, like, there's, like, those are the things where I'm, like, oh, my God, like, they're me, like, you know that new trend on TikTok where it's, like, what would X be? describe or like what is x without ta 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 and then it's like a list of the things that makes them them this could be on the list for me um but anyway um so okay so that's the whole preface it's a little not it's not, it's not that long but anyway so okay i have to pull out my phone so if you hear beads i'm sorry but um bear with me i if my phone decides to work with me of course um so the artist of the day, or rather the band of the day, which was like, I initially had another artist in mind for today. 
Um, but I'll definitely know that I'll talk about her later on. And then I was like, as much as that album was amazing for like late middle school, early high school, and the album, why am I making such a mystery? The album was Evolution by Sabrina Carpenter. I was like, I will be talking about Sabrina Carpenter again. Just because I love her. I love her music. Um, can't blame a girl for trying. Evolution, Singular, Act 1 and 2. Emails I can send. Like, I've been there since the beginning-ish. And I just love her. And I know that I'll be talking to her again. But anyway. And then I was thinking. And I was like, Marion, how can you talk about, like, childhood memories, core classics, without talking about Five Seconds of Summer? So, you know... I think everybody, at some point, like, I mean, I don't want to generalize, but I think it feels like a universal experience that, like, there was all this time where, you know, we had a boys band phase. And for me, that boys band, unfortunately, much like I had also had that discussion with my roommate, but it wasn't One Direction, it was High Skins of Summer. So for the backstory, I was in my first year of middle school, so I was like 10 to 11, it was summer classes, um, so I like you know tried it out for a couple of days. So it was I think early July, and I think classes that they started like ten or eleven or something. So I was home and I was getting ready. It was really slow. My mom was out. My sister was in college, and I put on the TV. And I at this time I really liked listening to like the music channel, which I still do. Like that's like like you will still catch me listening to um whatever those channels are called like energy music mtv music whatever still listen to them um c-8 i think listen to them still and um there was this song that came in and it was those four guys and it was she looks so perfect so that was circa 20 circa 2020 2014 rather and I was like, oh my god this is the best music i've ever heard i love it it's great i mm I was sold. And um, then during the summer, I went to Congo and I would like watch MTV music, like the yellow, the purple one. I would like listen to it. And then they had another song, which was Don't Stop. And I was like, oh my God, this was made for me. It was created only for me. This is my whole identity. I will never shut up about this. This is who I am as a person. I was 11, of course. But anyway, so five seconds of summer, Five Seconds of Summer, or Five Sauce, right, um, is an Australian band made of four people. Um, two, so the main vocals are by Luke Hemmings. Um, bass is Callum Hood. Guitar is Michael Clifford. And drums are Ashton Irwin. And they were all, I think, middle school friends or, like, primary school friends. They kind of, like, all knew each other. And there were, like, affinities and other people didn't like each other. And they still make that band and... Yeah, it's kind of like how it happened, but it's like in this very spirit of just friends being friends and just vibing together. And a lot of things has happened over the years to like various member and my phone just shut down. So now I need to go get the actual vinyl so I can see the um, track list. So that's great. I'll be, give me a second. Here, we're back. Turns out I don't have the vinyl. Um. So anyway, but um. So yeah, it was very much around that spirit of just like friends messing around. The first album was self-titled, so Five Seconds of Summer. Um, it had classics including 18, English Love Affair, actually, which, fun fact, the, the song English Love Affair was written about Harry Styles' sister. 
Gemma, I think, and how her and Ashton got into a little English love affair. Um, yeah, um, I am blanking on like the songs that were in the first album, but um, oh, well, you know what? I'm just gonna check it, but um, Voodoo Doll, classic yet again, um, Out of My Limit, uh, was great again. Um, so oh, me, I forget about Heartbreak Girl and um, Amnesia. But then also you have Long Way Home. But anyway, that's not the album I'm talking about. Or Good Girl. That's not the album I'm talking about. The first album was a lot. It was mainstream pop. It was all about love. And like, oh my God, I can't wait till I'm grown up. Oh my God. Then the second album, which was titled um, Sounds Good, Feels Good, is much more, I'd say, like rock. It's not a rock album, but you can definitely see the rock in pop rock. Um, and it treats themes around like mental health, so dead black heart, um, um, about like you know parental or like family situation with broken home, or just you know being able to be financially independent and just making it out for yourself, such as hey everybody, or um, what else? But yeah, like you know, I mean, what I'm trying to say is that like the themes are a lot more like. Diverse. It's not always about love. It's also about yourself and your independence and who you are and who you aspire to be, which refreshing, right? Um, permanent vacation, um, timeless bop, slaps every time. And that was 2015. So a year after the first one-ish. So now we're like, okay, 2016, we're waiting for the third album. Nothing. 2017, nothing. And then one day, March of 2018, um, we get this release of a song called Want You Back, which is then announcing the third album, Youngblood, which I don't, I, I remember we had, so <laughs> bear with me there. So we had my aunt's husband, sister. So like my aunt's stepsister, her husband and their daughter home. And I kind of like was like to my mom, we're at dinner. And then all of a sudden I'm like, mom, I'm sorry, I have to do something real quick. Rush to my room. Then also ask my mom, can I buy the song? So my mom obviously is just like, what the hell? And then she's like, okay, sure. Because that's my mom and I love my mom. And um, so I buy the song, I listen to it. I'm in tears. I'm like, oh my God, this is gonna be so good. So that's that. And then I think a couple weeks later, they do a radio radio release where it's like, I think they don't promote the song and they just release it for like radios to like um, release and talk about it. So, and that song was Youngblood. Now, when I tell you that, um, if I had a top three of Youngblood, the album, Youngblood wouldn't be in it. But I would have to put it in for how much I love the song and how much I've listened to it. Um, but it's just, it's it's a good song. It, it, so anyway, fast forward to, I think it's June 15th, 2018, because I remember that the Carters released Ape Shit the same day. But fast forward, June 2018, Youngblood, the album releases. It is to this day, 
And they're like five albums in now. My favorite album. And I love Calm. Like I love the album Calm. It has great songs. Lover of Mine. Old Me. Red Desert. It has great songs. But Youngblood did something that could never, ever, 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 ever be replicated. Replicated. It was so good. It was, oh. Um, but yeah. So Youngblood, for the little background story, I think was written after Luke, the main singer, broke up with Azalea, I think, who was his partner at the time. And apparently was like, it was this very toxic, very weird relationship. And a lot of it transpires back to songs such as Lie to Me or um, Better Man, uh, Moving Along, etc., etc., etc. Um, so the album as a whole is very, I would say maybe indie, but not really, but kind of alternative. It's still very pop, but it's not rock in the way that sounds good, feels good was rock, where it was like hard rock, I guess. This is more of like a, a little, ooh, a little funky, a little oof. And especially in like one of the unreleased song, unreleased song, I'm getting too excited. One of the unreleased song, which is my favorite person, like my all time five seconds of summer favorite, like this will, mm, but it's unreleased, um, which I'll talk about in a second when I'll do my top three ish. Um, but yeah, it's very like, it's heavy on the bass, um, which is great. We love that. It's heavy on the drums as well. Um, there's a couple of, of ballads. So like Ghost of You and um, Better Men. But even Better Men is a little like, oomph. but yeah, Ghost of You would really be kind of like the more ballad one. So great album. It's it's fun. It's it's fun. It's funky. It's pop. It's like you're bopping your head along. You're like shaking your head. You're having fun. You're screaming the lyrics out. It's it slaps. That is how it, it, it's an album that slaps. So yeah, I'll go into my top three to four and then I'll finish talking about that and we'll move on to the rest. But my all time, so for the album, my top three. The first one would be When You Walk Away. I mean, come on, it's right. Okay, um, actually, um, oh my God, I love them all. Oh. I did not prepare that, as you can tell. Um, I think it might be a tie with between empty wallets. And Babylon. And so for the last one, um, oh my God, that's hard. Cause I'm debating between Valentine, woke up in Japan, and Ghost of You. Oh God, oh my God, ow. Okay, Valentine is a classic. You have to listen to Valentine. It's a cute, like, Valentine's Day song. It's very cute, it's very sweet. It's all about, mm, I love you, I do anything for you, but kind of like in a more adult grown way. Um, Woke Up in Japan is more like, kind of like on the like, like more sensual side. And ghost, okay, you know what? I'll just put both. I'll just put ghost, um, ghost of you. Very sad, very sweet. And woke up in Japan. So yeah, um, but yeah, it's definitely a band that grew with me. 
Though I have to say I'm not the biggest fan of the last album, um, which is Five Souls Five. Um, I mean, they, it, it has some good songs like Caramel, um, but I don't know, it's just, I, it didn't st stick with me um, like the other ha others have, because I think it's more like, it's, it's less rock, it's less pop, but not in a way that I think like work as well. But it's, it's a good album. I think I definitely like maybe with time, maybe we'll grow to love it, but uh, so far it's a meh for me. But now let's move on to shows and movie. I will talk about the one, the oldest, not the oldest, but the one I know I can like wrap up the fastest, which is Coraline. Coraline, and it's October, right? It's Halloween soon. Car Coraline is one of my staples, like my staple movie. It is so good. I remember watching it at a Halloween party. I like borrowed it from primary school, primary school friends. And I was watching it and it was the day that Michael Jackson died because I remember that my parents were going to like a Halloween party and all of a sudden like their friends came to pick them up and all of a sudden it's like, I don't know what, it's like, oh my God, like, you know, Michael Jackson died and turn on the news. They stayed, I think, a couple extra 10 minutes, but that also might be my child, child memory. But yeah, so I think 2009. Um, and then I watched it and my sister was upstairs watching another show and I remember that when it was time to go to bed, she was like, okay, like, come on. Like, everything was turned down downstairs. And she's like, like, come on, come on up. And I was like, I'm scared. Because the movie was, like, so terrifying to me as a kid. Uh, but Coraline is the mo a movie about um, a young girl who moves into a new home with her two parents who are overwhelmed with work and don't have really the time to check on her. Um... But the home is kind of like weird. It's a weird setting where she has neighbors kind of upstairs, kind of downstairs, and then another house. So downstairs are the two dancers. I, I don't have the name. Um, upstairs is Mr. Bobinski, which we all love Mr. Bobinski. He's just like, he's such a good guy. Not a good guy, but he's just like, he's a slave. Um, and then on the other side is Twimley, I think, with his grandma. I don't know. I don't remember the names. And I watched it in French. And I still watch it in French. Like, those are, like, kind of, like, the few movies that even now I can only watch in French. Because it's just, like, so deeply attached to, like, who I am and, like, the memories I have. Like, Mulan. I would never watch Mulan in English. It'd be treason. Treason? Treason. Um, but yeah, basically, she slowly starts to discover that there is a parallel world that she can access through a small door in her living room. And on the other side, uh, nobody has eyes, only buttons instead of eyes. Um, and she has another mother and another father and another friend. Um, and everything is parallel. Um, and so everything is dreamy, though. Like, her parents care so much about her it's all about her and being seen and being appreciated and she can stay there forever. The only thing she has to give is her eyes and starts a whole adventure for her to like go back to her real world and find her parents and just get back to the way things used to be. But can you really always get back to the way things used to be? Um, it's a great movie. I think for me is one of the best animation movies I've ever seen. It's freaky. It's fun. It's touching. It's, it's, it's an easy movie, but it's an easy movie that's well done. It's not like easy where you're just like, oh, like that was like an easy storyline. Like, 
oh well like it wasn't like fulfilling that's like an easy fulfilling movie that i definitely recommend and it's an hour and 30 minutes so with the like length of movies that we have now it's completely doable and it's oh my god it's so good and the soundtrack my god the soundtrack oof oof neil gaiman did it again he, he keeps on doing it slay anyway um then and i'm gonna try to go through that as quickly as i can but who oh, I can't make any promises. Um, the show I'm going to talk about is Supernatural. Now, um, if you've known me from any distance, close or far, you know how much I love Supernatural. Now, um, my sister watched it when I was in primary school, so when she was in high school. Um, I wasn't allowed because obviously... Um, and then when I was in high school, I would watch it every now and then, like on a Saturday night, I'd watch a couple episodes cause I'd be like, Oh, like that's my sister's favorite show when she was younger. So like, you know, might as well watch a couple episodes. And then the pandemic hit. I feel like a lot of my classics are tied around the pandemic, but anyway, um, and my sister's like, Oh my God, they're all on prime video. And she's thinking of doing a rewatch. And because I'm an annoying little sister as we all should be. I'm like, I'm going to watch it with you. And I became, como se dice, obsessed. I was literally forcing my sister to watch it, to run through the episodes because I was so excited. And also I wanted to finish, to, like to be, like, you know, to have watched everything by the time that the finale would come out, which I ugly cried. It was a mess. My cousin was shocked. It was, it was, it was an experience. Um, but I, oh, when I tell you, I became obsessed with the show. I became obsessed. Oh, mm, see? Mm. Ah, oh, my God. It's not a great show. It's a good show. It's also 15 seasons. So, like, a lot of, like, long, long show. You lose the plot at some point. But what I've always loved about the show for the past three years is that how it tackles like the folklore like religious or like supernatural folklore it's just done really nicely especially around the bible i think they did a great job with like the archangels and the angels and just organizing like having like you know an army and so on and so forth and then just like with you know Cain and ab abel and then just all those little like um those little like those characters or even with like the four horsemen of the apocalypse and you know death's place but then death turns out to be the third sibling and it was like you know god well light darkness and death it was like all three of them. anyway which you would have to watch the show which i'd recommend like it's it's a show that you can go through pretty easily the first three season have like an arc around sam who's okay so should i explain maybe what the show is about <laughs> that'd be nice Supernatural is about two brothers, Dean and Sam Winchester, and their dad is on a hunting trip, and he hasn't been home for a few days. Um, and so basically, in the Winchester family, a hunting trip doesn't mean like hunting animals. It means hunting supernatural entities. So their dad is on a hunting trip, and he hasn't been home for a few days. So Dean goes to law school, I think Stanford, picks up Sam and is like, yo, we got to go see where our dad is. Um, and fun fact, the Winchester, when they were young, I think Dean was three and Sam was like a couple, a couple months old. Their mom got like lifted to the ceiling and bursted into flame, killed by a demon, right? Um, and so at the end of the first episode, 
the same thing happens to Sam's girlfriend. And so now Sam is like, I don't have a home to go back to. Let's go, bitch. Like, let's seek out supernatural entities. Let's find our dad. Let's kill some bitches. We gotta go. Which is like, you know, even though he's an annoying little brat. But anyway, so that's their story. And so the first three are about Sam and about finding the yellow-eyed demon who killed their mom, finding their dad, what happens to the dad, yada, yada, yada. Then you get introduced to, like, the hellhounds, and that's how they kind of go towards hell. And something happened to Dean because that man is an idiot. No brain tells. Um, And then season four and five are towards Lucifer and Armageddon. So that's when you kind of get introduced to heaven as well. Because, of course, like, you know, they, they deal with demons and, like, with devilish creatures. But there was never this confirmation that, like, oh, heaven exists and, like, you know, angels are real or whatever. And then in season four, <laughs> you get my man, my man's Castiel. Whew, my, ooh. Oh, was, was that, like, so, okay, so... I have this app that allows me to like rate TV shows, right? First three seasons, fourth season until Castell appears, I'm like choosing Dean every single time. Every single time. Like I am biased. Jensen Ackles is the man of my dreams. I'm like on a mission, right? And then Misha appears and I'm just like, nah, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. I still have a deep, deep, deep unwavering love for Jensen Ackles. This will never go away. I am doomed to die with it. It's fine. I've made peace with it. But Misha came in and I was like, oh my God, heaven. He, great, great. Um, but yeah, and then season six and seven deal with like Sam being soulless and then Leviathan, Leviathan. And then season... Eight and nine, kind of don't remember. Is that, is that when Dean gets possessed? Oh no, that's season 10. Um, and then, yeah, season 10, 11, 12, 13, 15, 14, 15. Deal with Lucifer again, with heaven, with God. Actually, God comes in and he's a writer. It's dope, but it's very silly, but it's kind of dope. And then with like Lucifer's son, which is like me spoiling it to you, but it still wouldn't, wouldn't make sense until you watched it. But anyway... So that's Supernatural. It's a great show. Um, the, well, it's a good show. The characters are very, very, very endearing. Um, you fall in love for the dynamic between Dean and Sam. They're just two brothers. You love that. Um, they're just great. Um, you fall in love with Dean's goofiness and Sam's like intellectual, but also he's just an annoying little brat. And he has a big forehead. Um, and he makes silly decisions. And you fall in love with Crowley and Castiel and Jack. Jack Jack is my baby. He's a great guy. Um, but you fall in love with the characters. And, you know, like, it's it's a whole project. And it's, it's really fun to watch. It's like a great, like, show to binge watch. Like, if you're looking for something at the moment, you don't know what to watch. Like, you want to start, like, a lengthy series, a lengthy, a lengthy TV show. You've already watched Grey's Anatomy 12,000 times. Supernatural. It's fun. It's eerie, it's funny, it's scary, it's cute. Um, I'd recommend. Um, so yeah, see, it wasn't too bad. It wasn't too bad. And now we move on to the last part, which I feel that I've rushed through because I felt like I was a bit like more easygoing last episode, but I feel like I'm rushing through it right now. To be fair, I still have like about 
nine minutes to go because a lot of you are like 45 40 45 minutes like format they're actually like they're pretty nice they're pretty pretty nice which is great because i don't know how to talk less this is terrible about me i don't know how to shut up uh, anyway um sorry um the book i'm gonna talk about and i think i feel like that's the nichiest if that's even a word um part of this episode is ink heart um ink heart is a trilogy wrote back by Cole. Oh my god, okay. Inkheart is a trilogy wrote by Cornelia Funk, I think, but Funk. Um, and it's it's such a good book. I've actually meant to reread it. Um, and I think I might this summer because it's such a good book. It's about this girl whose father um worked as a bookbinder. Um, and when she was young, you know, she was with her mother as well. And her father would read her story all the time. And it was always magical because every time that he would read the stories, it's almost as if they came to life. Um, because they did. Um, but someday when she was young, her mom disappears and, you know, her dad stops reading. He's like very shut down, just trying to like, you know, make a living for him and his daughter. And one day, a guy, I think, if I remember correctly in English, I think it should be Dustfinger, comes in and tells Mo, the father, that, like, we need your help. Or, like, I need you. Like, don't fuck with me. I need you, my man. And then they go on an adventure, but then he gets kidnapped by those weird-ass-looking people that have weird-ass names right, coming right from a book. And he gets kidnapped by them, and... The daughter is kind of like, what is going on? And the has to come in. My man, what is going on? And this is when you kind of get that, like, her dad has this magic ability, which she does as well, where it's like they read a book, and I think because they love it so much, or I don't know how it's explained, but they have the ability of making it come to life. So when Maggie's, I think Maggie, Maggie? When Maggie's mom disappeared when she was younger, it's because she got inspired, like, that was that that was terrible i'm sorry she got like sucked into the book and it's always a swap so it's never like you know you take one thing from the real world and that's it you have to give something to the real world so that's how dust finger got to the real world um and so it's a great book i don't even remember how it ends but i remember that i, I like loved it and had my mom buy it to me i was like i was in well it was about the time a bit before I discovered Five Seconds of Summer, actually, I was it was around like early, like late 2013 and early 2014. It was like, oh, I was obsessed. I like discovered it at like our public library. And I was like, oh, my God, this is the best thing ever. Like, I don't even know how I discovered it. I was just roaming through and I was like, oh, that looks interesting. And then I was like, oh, my God, mind blown. I'm telling you. Um, so, yeah, it's three books. Ink Heart, Ink Spell and Ink Death. And it's just like, it's a good book. Like, it, I don't know if I would like like it as much reading it now, but it's just, it's good. It's like, it's fantasy. And I'm not a, I'm not big on fantasy books. Like now, I, I never read them, actually. Just, it's not for me. But that's a book that I definitely reread because it's just like, it gives back to this nostalgia of being young, of being young. I say that as if I'm 45, which 45 is not, isn't even that old. But gives back to like, you know, this nostalgia of being a child and just like all those more memories of how much I loved reading. And I still read, but I read so much back then. It was a little scary. 
Um, but actually, which kind of fits into two categories because in Heart, they did adapt it in a movie with a Brendan Fraser. Shout out to G because it's your man's. Um, they were supposed to do three of those, but I don't know if like the first one tanked or I don't know. It was back like I think 2009. But um, yeah, they only did like the one. And they took a lot of liberty with like the original book and kind of like moved around and did a little couple of things, which maybe is why they didn't get a sequel. But it was a good movie nonetheless. Like I was I, after reading the book, it was just like a pleasurable movie to watch because I was like, oh, my God, that's the universe I've imagined. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's it. I'd recommend reading Inkheart or not probably because it's just, I don't know, but it's like, it's a good book. It's, it's fun. It's cute. And it's like, I don't know, magical, I guess, which we all need magic in our lives. A little more of it would be great. Um, but yeah, I think that's all for me. Look at me. I'm sorry if I rushed through it. I was a little more flowy and a little like less prepared than I was for the first time because I was like, I got this. I'm a podcaster now. What do you mean? Um, but yeah, like more on a more serious note, I, am, I hope you enjoyed. Um, thank you for all the DMs, the messages, um, the listening and the reviews and the likes and everything. It's it has meant the world to like be creative in some way and have that being rewarded and and you know people appreciating what I did and what I'm what I what I do and just whether it be French friends that like you know or French boyfriend that make an effort to listen to it because it's like special for them and it's like important for them to listen whether it's sisters and cousin that like leave reviews onto different accounts or which I'm not supposed to say but hey who cares who cares it's cute it's lovely and it means the world whether it's friends giving me feedback and just like saying the little things that prove that they've listened to it and I'm just like overwhelmed with love which is always a lovely feeling and thank you so much um that does not go unnoticed. Like, please do know that this does not go unnoticed. Um, you're the best. Um, I love you all so very much. Um, cannot wait to talk to you next week. Um, hope you have a good end of the week. An okay end of the week. Um, have fun. Get some sleep. Get a routine. You know what? Like, and treat yourself. Because what the hell? Um, it's the winter approaching. You got to do what you got to do to avoid the seasonal depression. Like we're on a mission, my mans. Let's go. Um, I love you. I'm sending you all the good vibes that I have in my heart. It actually made me feel so much better to do this episode now, which I don't know how, if I would feel just as good before starting it. But thank you so much. I ramble too much. Mwah! Sending you all the kisses and all the love in the world. You're great. You're amazing. You're wonderful and magnificent. I love you and thank you for listening and staying with me. Bye. Bisous, bisous, bisous. Marion. Au revoir. <laughs>